Hallelujah. You know, I just realized I haven't even introduced Dr. Pat Harrison. This is the last meeting. Um, <laughs> you know, um, but I'm going to go ahead and do it for the record, right? <laughs> um, of course, she's the daughter of Kenneth E. Hagan, the late Kenneth E. Hagan. Isn't that marvelous? Uh, did he mean anything to your life? <laughs> wow. Me too. Changed my life forever and then uh her husband her late husband buddy harrison and and pat harrison pastored in tulsa for years again they were my pastors and changed my life amen um i thank god for her ministry she has just served the lord uh really her whole life and she turned 80 uh, recently and still traveling and preaching and serving. Isn't that marvelous? What inspiration. Um, I, uh, re- I was roommates with her daughter, Candace Harrison and, um, um, Patsy and Candace and I would go to the church. And I remember one Sunday, just to tell you really quickly about, uh, you need to go to your local church. <laughs> One Sunday I said, you know, I'm going to go hear this woman pastor. I just thought I was intrigued by a woman pastor. I didn't even know much about their church. And Candace and Patsy said, well, you're not going to go to church with us? I said, no, not this Sunday. I'm just going to go, you know, hear this woman preacher. Well, for some reason, I got convicted about it. They had already left, but I got convicted about it. And I thought, you know, I need to be in my church. (laughs) So when I walked in the door of the church, Sister Pat was up in the pulpit and she said, Scarlett, there, there, there's where you are. You're, you're here or something. Now this is a huge church, thousands of people. And I thought, oh my gosh. And she said, the Lord showed me your face last night and told me I was supposed to minister to you today. And she called me up and she had tongues and Betty had interpretation. And I thought, you know what? We don't ever need <laughs> to miss a church service where we know we're supposed to be. Yeah, that's right. Right? That's right. And it really taught me a lesson. And I think it, we as the body of Christ, we need to find our local church and we need to be faithful and go there because you never know when God, I believe he speaks to us every time, but then even when these special mess, I would have missed out and I needed those words from heaven, that tongue and interpretation. I still have it. It's written down. I wrote it out and I've meditated on it. It's blessed me all these years because I was 20. Now I'm 60. So, you know, that that was a meaningful time. And I just want to encourage you with that because I know COVID and all this stuff, but we've opened up. We're here. Amen. Amen. Live stream. Come on. Amen. Amen. Come back to church, right? (laughs) But I love you. She's on my board of directors. She is amazing. I can't say enough about you, but I think everybody knows. (laughs) Can you give her a hand clap? Amen. Thank thank you, darling. I love you. Praise the Lord. Well, I tell you what, I'm grateful, aren't you? For the goodness of God, hallelujah, and all that he means to me, and I believe that he, let me move this out, there we go, and all that he means to uh, all of us, amen. Thank you so much for being here this morning, we appreciate it, we love you, we love the Lord, we came to worship him and magnify him and hear from him, hear what he has designed for us this morning by the Word of God and through the Word of God. Amen. Oh, I forgot to bring my phone up here. I need my phone, please. 
Thank you, honey. I, uh, um, I am, um, I just want to say this. Thank you, Pastor David and Scarlett, for allowing me to come, for honoring me, for respecting the gifts and graces that God has given to me. I appreciate that. And thank all of you for coming and, and taking part in sharing with the Word of God and the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. And all those precious people in hospitality, how just... And, and the helps, you know, ministry. I just thank you so much. You've done such an excellent job. And I am blessed. Praise God. So I thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm just grateful for how, uh, great God is and how He has met us. And, um, trying to find my place in my Bible here. <laughs> I mean, on my phone in my Bible. My Bible phone, right. Because I want, when I'm, when I'm starting with this, there's a verse I want to read. And I don't have it in my, written down. But anyway, I want to talk to you today about, um, well, it all involves the Holy Spirit, but I'm going to talk to you a little bit about love and the love of God. And uh, uh, how important it is that we recognize certain things according to the love of God and the Word of God in in, um, in this life as we're walking forth in the life of God. Amen? Because yeah. we are to be like Him, right? <laughs> so, uh, uh, some of the things that, that the Lord has said to me about this is interesting, and I don't know that I'll say all of them or get into all of them, but I want to bring some of it to you and uh, so that we uh, follow forth with what God has designed for this day. Amen? Praise the Lord. <laughs> thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you for your goodness and your greatness. We're so grateful, Lord, and so thankful for all that you do for us. We thank you for the precious Holy Spirit. We thank you, Holy Spirit. You are alive and well within us. And I thank you, Father, as I'm yielded to the Holy Spirit. I will speak forth that which you desire to say to your precious people this day. And they will leave better and not the same in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Praise God. And talking about this and talking about love, I want to start about, you know... um, Thank God we're no longer under the law. Because when Jesus came back, hallelujah, he brought us back into God's full intention for us. And that was to be able to have fellowship with him and to have daily fellowship with him, actually, and to know him. And uh, when I think about that, it just excites me. Because of Jesus, I can know the Father God. Hallelujah. I can know that He is my Father. I can know that He's everything to me that I need. Hallelujah. You know, He's not only my Father, He's my, my, my husband, He's everything to me. And then when you look in uh, uh, Ephesians 5.1, it says, 
Be ye therefore imitators of God as dear children. And then the first part of the second verse says, and walk in love. Hallelujah. As Christ has also loved us and given himself for us. Hallelujah. <laughs> and so when you look at, at, the, at, at the meaning of the word imitator, it means a person who copies the behavior or actions of another. Another meaning is echo or copycat. And when you look at 1 Peter 4, 8 in the Passion Translation, it says this. Above all, constantly echo God's intense love for one another. For love will be a canopy over a multitude of sins. Hallelujah. I like that. I like the way that reads. It's part of that imitate, being that imitator, being that echo of God. That uh, you have intense love one for another. That means that God has intense love for us. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. And there's not anything better. Not anything better. And uh, so as I... Uh, as I uh, uh, began to study on this and look at some things that the Lord was instructing to me, uh, he took me to Matthew, the 22nd chapter. And the 37 through 39, verse 39 verses. 37 through 30, verses, 37 through 39. I'm talking backwards this morning, aren't I? <laughs> and it says this, Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first commandment in the law. And the second is like it. And it says you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Hallelujah. And so in looking at this and, and looking at the meaning of this, I think one of the greatest indicators uh, is that we are growing in our relationship with the Father God is our willingness to love. God is love. Love is not something he does, it's who he is. And he had me studying on love for two years, and one of the things he said to me, he said, I am love and I operate in faith, and that's how I have created you. You are to be like me, so you are love, and I've given you my faith, and you operate in faith. So that was uh, uh, very comforting for me <laughs> and to know that I am who he says I am. I am love. And I can be as he is and act as he does and operate as he does, and that's in faith. And he said this to me. He said, in the beginning, when I spoke forth, let there be light, it was because my faith rose up and I believed when I spoke let there be light, there would be light. And there was. And it's the same way with us. When we have the Word of God in our heart and we speak forth that Word, it comes forth and it is in our life. Hallelujah. Praise God. So, if He is love and we belong to Him, then we are love. And we are to be like Him. We are to imitate Him. We are to echo who he is. You know, many, many years ago, of course, technology has changed since I saw this, so I'm sure that it's very different now. But many years ago, uh, 
I saw a documentary on uh, people that um, imitated other people, and it was very interesting how they did that. But you know what? What was the key? Was practice. They stood in front of a mirror and they listened and they watched that person and they practiced and they practiced and they practiced and they practiced. And in that documentary, when they put those two people together behind a curtain, they couldn't tell, people out here couldn't tell which one was which. Wow. So what's that saying to us? Wow. If we're to be imitators of God. We are to practice and practice and practice and practice the word until when people see us and hear us, they can't even tell any difference in us and God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And that's how it should be. We should be full of him. Hallelujah. But I have noticed this. We must fulfill the first commandment before we can fulfill the second one, which is to love your neighbor. Hallelujah. He says, he said, number one, uh, let me read it again. He says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. And that's a mouthful. But if we're not walking in that first commandment, then it's very difficult to walk in the second. Uh, and a lot of times, you know, we want to narrow it down to me and my, my me and my family, and yeah. maybe my neighbors, and 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 that's it. Maybe people in my neighborhood that I know. But I believe Jesus makes the world our neighbor, yes. and the reason He does is because I believe is because. He brings and puts people in our path who need us, who need what we have, who need the understanding and the revelation that we have. And he says we are to love them and to help them. So the world is our neighborhood. Wherever we go and whatever we do, we are to love those around us that God puts in our path. And... um I like to put it this way. Love is expressed in actions without regard to self-interest. Isn't that how God is? Love is expressed in actions without regards to self-interest. In other words, I'm not loving you because of what you can do for me. I love you because you're you. And that's what God says. He says, I love you. I first loved you when you were ugly. You were in sin and you were ugly. But I loved you. And that is something. He first loved us in all of our stinkiness. (laughs) Hallelujah. Thank God that he did and that he does. Or where would we be? You know, where would we be? I don't know where we would be, do you? But I don't think it would be good. And when the Lord had me studying on on uh, love, the first place he took me was 1 Corinthians 13, uh, uh, 4 through 8. And um, 
I tell you what, when I first started in on this, it was really difficult for me and really difficult on me because I thought I had an understanding of love and <laughs> I was so wrong. <laughs> I was so wrong. <laughs> but he sent me to 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. And he said this to me. He said, read it like it is written here in the Bible. So I read it. And it reads this way. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself and is not puffed up. Love does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, and thinks no evil. Love does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. And after I read that, I just started praising Father God. And I said, I just thank you, Lord, that's who you are and how you are in my life. And he said, wait. Wait, he said, I'm not done. I said, oh, okay. He said, I want you to read it this way. Everywhere that the word love is or the word love is understood, put the name of Jesus. So I read it this way. Jesus suffers long and is kind. Jesus does not envy. Jesus does not parade himself and is not puffed up. Jesus does not behave rudely, does not seek his own, is not provoked, and thinks no evil. Jesus does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. Jesus bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Jesus never fails. And again, I just started rejoicing because it just ministered to me. And he said, wait, I'm not finished. I said, okay. He said, now I want you to read it, putting your name in there. And I said, Lord, I don't don't know if I can do it. He said, yes, you can. He said, put your name in there. So I took a big, big deep breath. (laughs) And I read, Pat suffers long and is kind. Pat does not envy. Pat does not parade herself and is not puffed up. Pat does not behave rudely. Pat does not seek her own, is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquities, but rejoices in the truth. Pat bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. And I took another deep breath and I said, and Pat never fails. And I said, Lord, that is a mouthful. He said, yes, but that's who you are. He said, because you're in me and I'm in you and I am love, so... You are as I am, as you walk in me. And he said, the first, and like I say, when I first started uh, learning about love and, and, and studying it like he had told me to, and I did it for two years, he had me read that every day with my name in there. So about that two years was over, it was in me. It was in me. I knew that I knew that I knew that I was like God and I was to operate like Him. And first of all, He is love. But it doesn't doesn't happen just because you read it one time. You know, you have to meditate it. You have to continually read it. Read it out loud. Read it with your eyes, of course. Uh, So you, you know, read it out loud so you hear it. Keep it ever before you. So how did I keep it ever before me? Every day by reading it out loud. 
until I knew that I knew that I knew that I am like God because I'm in His kingdom. I belong to Him and He is love, so I am love. And that's, that's a, that's a big mouthful for a lot of people. You know, they, 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 oh, no, 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 no. Yes, that's what God said. That's what He said in His Word. That's what He, uh, says. He said, you are to imitate me, so if you're gonna imitate Him, then you're gonna be like Him. Yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> and, and as, as I studied more on it, the more I understood that it's not this outward man, it's the spirit man. You're the real you. That's who you are. And that's why the Word talks about renewing the mind so much, so that your mind has understanding of who you are. And then your body, because it's not redeemed, it has to come in line. It has to obey you. But you have to have that assurance and that confidence in knowing that when I speak the Word, my body obeys. Hallelujah. If we believe. <laughs> That's a big key. Sometimes I think people say things, but they really don't believe it. They just say it to be saying it because everybody else is saying it. And they, they've been told that's what you do. Well, just because you've been told that's what you do doesn't mean it's going to work for you. You have to have a knowing in your spirit and an understanding in your spirit that that is truth. And when I speak that truth, it happens in my life. Yes. Hallelujah. Yeah. And then he took me over to Galatians. And, and this is real interesting, and I had not thought about it like this before until he pointed it out to me. Galatians 5, 16 and 17, he said... I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts after the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. Wow. So he says here that the flesh... Lust against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And he tells us to walk in the spirit and we won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. So what is he saying to us here? He is saying to us that our flesh is a growth inhibitor is what he's saying to us. Our flesh is a growth inhibitor. So what is he saying? Well, the flesh is an enemy uh, to us because it wants to focus on the carnal tendency of fallen mankind. But you're no longer fallen mankind when you're in Jesus because he raised you up out of the pit. Hallelujah. So, uh, and a lot of times, and I've noticed this in my life, that these inclinations especially uh, are are an immediate enemy if we're wanting to follow God and the desire of our life is to be led by the Holy Spirit and be under the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, then, you know, Satan really comes against us with our flesh. And we read in this scripture and we found out through experience that our desire to do good alone is not enough to overcome our flesh. Just our desire to do good is not enough to overcome our flesh. 
We have to continually renew our minds to the Word of God. We have to continually abide in the relationship and fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And we have to continually submit to the unctions and urgings of the Holy Spirit. And this is what keeps us in line with the Word so that we can do something with the flesh. We don't pay attention to the flesh. That doesn't mean you don't take care of your body. That just means when negative is coming against you, circumstances and things that you know that are not of God, then because you have taken hold of and have kept your relationship with the Lord, you've continually renewed your mind with the Word of God, you listen to the Holy Spirit, to His urgings and promptings, then, hallelujah, we remain in victory in every area of our life. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. <laughs> what does Philippians 1, 9 says? says? It says, I pray that your love will overflow more and more and that you will keep on growing in knowledge and understanding. Hallelujah. So we have to keep ourselves growing, and we keep ourselves growing by continually being in the Word, continually meditating the Word, listening to the Holy Spirit of how He says to, to us to apply that Word. Hallelujah. And not allow our flesh to be a growth inhibitor. And, uh, uh, that can, you know, when we hear that, we think, oh my, that, that, that just sounds like a lot. But it's really not. When you get into the Word and you begin to practice the Word, it's, it's, it's not that big a deal because you know that the Word is truth and the Word, word will work. It does work. Hallelujah. <laughs> but you have to do what it says. And that's the problem with the flesh it don't want to do anything that it thinks is hard. Well, if it's easy, I, I'll do it. Well, this is easy, real easy. Yeah. Sit down, take the time, sit down, read the scriptures, meditate on the scriptures, and whatever area you need the most help. Yeah. And then to begin to grow in it by the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. And your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. So that there is no doubt, there is no fear. And uh, there is nothing that can separate you from what God has said about you and who you are to be. Hallelujah. And you're supposed to be, supposed to be first and foremost, love. Hallelujah. You know, there's many times, and it just happened uh, the other night over here. You know, the Lord had me minister to Rhonda, and, and Miss Cindy was sit, sitting beside her. And just the love of God drew me to her. The Lord didn't say, I want you to minister to her. Just the love within me drew me to her. And then the Lord spoke to her. So uh, you have to understand <laughs> that love in your life and, and allowing the maturity of that love uh, to grow in you is so important. Because first of all, First John 4, 8 says this. I mean 18, not 4, 8, 4, 18. <laughs> there is no fear in love. But perfect love casts out fear. Because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. So what he is saying is perfect means maturity. So that means if you are operating in fear, then you have not allowed yourself to mature in love. And you've allowed fear to overtake you. 
So what do we have to do? Uh, we have to go back to these scriptures if we get ourselves in fear and meditate on them. What does the word say? Okay, First John 4.18 says there's no fear in love. And God is love. So there's no fear in God. And he says, perfect love or mature love cast out fear. Hallelujah. So when you're operating in the fullness of who God is and who you are in him, then there should be no fear. And if there is, then you, because of your mature love in him, cast it out. And say, no, I don't receive you. You have no part in me or in my life. I do not acknowledge you. Anything the devil tries to bring to you, you have to acknowledge it before it begins to be a part of you. And so you don't have to acknowledge it. You do not acknowledge it. And it says here that uh, fear has torment, and that's so true. That is so true. There's a a terror or a, a, a wanting to hide away and move away, and you even move away from God when you operate in fear. Because in that, that torment, there's that, that tendency to pull away because you're in such terror and in such fear. And uh, it, it, it's, it's not of God. Not of God. Hallelujah. There is no dread. There is no terror. There is none of this in God and in His love and in who we are. Hallelujah. And then you go on, go over to, um, Second Timothy, and uh, it says one seven says, "For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind." So what's he saying? He's saying God has not given us a spirit of fear, but He has given us a spirit of power, of love, and of a sound mind. Hallelujah! Spirit of power—that's the Holy Spirit—and of love. So within us, we have the power of God through the Holy Spirit enabling us to be victors. Not victims, but victors. Glory to God. (laughs) And then he says, we have the perfect love of God poured out into our lives through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And his abiding presence. Well, how are we going to be in his abiding presence? By fellowshipping with him. And then we have the mind of Christ, which means that we can apply the ways of God in making sound choices. So what he's saying to us, in, in uh, like I say, I know there's a lot of Greek people around here, but uh, and I don't try to pronounce the words, but uh, in in the Greek, sound mind means safe thinking, good judgment, disciplined thought patterns. And the ability to understand and make right decisions. And it includes the qualities of self-control and self-discipline. So we can and we do have a sound mind. Why? Because we have Christ within us. And that is a safe thinking mind. Hallelujah. That means we think safe thoughts. What are those thoughts? They're love thoughts, thoughts of the Word. Thoughts that God has given us by His Word to move and, and, and to, to grow and to mature in Him. 
It means that we have the ability to make the right decisions, make good choices. Wherever you are in your life is because of the choices you have made. And so as a result, you can make good choices. You can make good choices. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, this last year has been hard. Uh, it's been hard on me because I'm not used to being separated. Because God, God did not create, create us to be separated, but he created us to be together. Because we are a family. We are the family of God. And we are to, to celebrate one another and be with one another. And, and, uh, you know, come together with people of like faith. Why is that? Because it encourages us. Because listening to your testimony is going to encourage me and, and may even give me some revelation of how to help myself. And, and, and then hearing the word of God from your pastor or whoever is ministering is most important because again, we are open to the spirit of God. We are nowhere in a safe place. We're hearing the truth and it is because of the knowledge that, of that truth setting us free. Yeah. Hallelujah. But you can see how the enemy has designed things to try to separate us because the enemy is not you know, he's trying to do away with Jesus on the earth. That's what he's trying to do. And because Jesus lives in us, then they're coming against we that are Christians because Jesus lives in us. They don't understand that, but that's exactly what it is. But you know what? The devil is a defeated foe already. Jesus has already defeated him. So he will not have his way. Because he is a defeated foe. But we have to do what the word of God tells us to do. And as that believer, believing believer, (laughs) I like that. You know, there are people that call themselves believers, but they don't believe. But I am a believing believer. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And I walk in the fullness of it. But at the same time, you have to know that I can make the right choices. Let's just go there. I can make the right choices. I have the ability to understand what my circumstance is and make the right decision about it. Hallelujah. And I have the qualities of self-control and self-discipline. So when somebody says, well, I just can't do that. I don't have a discipline for that. Well, you can. You can. You just have to want to. And many times, that's the flesh. The want to comes from the flesh. And what did I just say? Our flesh is a growth inhibitor. (laughs) So when we listen to the flesh and speak for the flesh, then that's who's going to control you. But we have to speak from the spirit man. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. My Christ is living in me and I live in him. Therefore, I have the discipline to do what I need to do. That's right. We do. We just have to get up and do it. (laughs) And that's where the flesh sometimes uh, wins because the flesh doesn't want to. Because anything that the flesh thinks is hard... That he doesn't want to do. He doesn't want to do. So we have to say, no, flesh, you will listen to me. And I will rise up and do and be what I need to do and what I need to be. Or who I need to be. Hallelujah. <laughs> I um, I can remember uh, 
I was, uh, I had this uh, uh, relationship with this lady, and, and well, about once a month we would go to lunch and, and, and just, you know, talk about the things of the Lord and just have a nice fellowship time. And then there for a while I noticed that uh, when, when we'd have uh, lunch, she was always telling me about somebody to pray for them, but she had to tell me all their, you know, stuff, you know. And, you know, to pray for someone, you don't have to know all their stuff. All you have to know is they're having some difficulties, and would you please pray? Well, I, you know, in, in my innocence at that time, I didn't think anything about it. And I, I said to the lady, I said, well, you know, I will definitely put them on my prayer list and pray for them. And that happened two or three times. And um, then she called me about setting up a, a time to have lunch and share. And just in my spirit, the Lord said, I don't want you, I don't want you to go. So I said, okay. So I just said to her, I said, well, I have to look at my schedule and see what date's going to work for me. I'm not sure. I'm kind of busy right now. So I said, I'll call you later. So I hung up and I said, Lord, what, what is this? What do you mean? I said, it's just having lunch. We're not doing anything wrong. He said, no, you're not doing anything wrong, but she has some ulterior motives. Uh-huh. Her motives are not pure. And then he showed me the last time we met and what she had said. And then it dawned on me, all she was doing was gossiping. And that's the way she got in her gossiping. Right. Was but trying to present it as she was really concerned about that person. And and we need to pray for her, for them or her or him or whoever, family, whatever. And I said, oh, Lord, I said, I, I don't want to be involved in that. I, I, I'm not a gossiper. I'm not going to start now, you know. He said, that's the reason why I don't want you to uh, have fellowship with her because it will lead you down a wrong path. And I said, thank you, Lord. Thank you for showing me that. I appreciate it. Why do you do that? Because he loves me. And because he wants me to walk in love, he doesn't want me to be uh, in any place that's going to affect me and and uh, discredit my effectiveness for the kingdom of God. And you know, shortly after that, that she really got in trouble uh, for for gossiping <laughs> and uh, and had some really uh, severe situations because of it. And you know. It was the love of God that protected me and helped yes. me and caused me to see that, okay, you need to make a choice here. And thank God I made the right choice. I obeyed God and moved with what he said because she had been a friend of mine for a long, long time. Not a close friend, but, you know, a friend. Yeah. There's a difference in, in having uh, personal, intimate friends and just... A, a acquaintance friend, right. you know. So, uh, and, and I was just so grateful and thankful. And when I heard this news, I just said, Lord, I'm so grateful. I'm so thankful that you love me. You protected me. And second of all, I'm so grateful that I listened. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. So that is how we need to see ourselves as God is. And it wasn't that I, I didn't love that person. I do love that person. Right. 
But, you know, I heard an example one time about love. And this lady presented this way. She said, I was in her home, and she had this beautiful rock fireplace. And she said, you know, the Lord showed me this one day. He said, okay, look at your fireplace. He said, she, uh, she said, the Lord said, the stones are held together by cement. Or whatever the was that held them together. I think she used the word cement. But that same cement hold, that holds them together separates them. She said, because I was praying about the situation the Lord said to me, so love is going to hold you together as in the family, but that same love will separate you so that you don't have to be involved with that person. And I thought, wow, that is really, really good. So love not only holds you together, so that you walk as, as you're intended to walk in the body of Christ, but it separates you so that you're not effective and become affected and become ineffective in your life with someone that their uh, intentions are, are wrong. And so, thank God for that. Thank God for that. That is God, you know, and and uh, God separates us from things for our own good. <laughs> For our own good, praise God. So we need to see, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> and understand. <Amen>. Sorry, <laughs> and understand that I can continually, because of God's love and who He is, and because I am like Him, I imitate Him. I am love. I can walk in victory in any area of my life. Amen. <coughs> Praise God. Yes, that means that I have a sound mind. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. I have a sound mind. And I walk as love here on the earth. What does that mean? That means that I proceed forth. It means I'm always advancing and making my way in the earth as God leads me. And therefore, I can walk freely, I can walk victoriously, and I can walk in love on this earth. Being free in Him. It's not about uh, what the world says, it's about what the Word says. And you know, I'm in God and He's in me, and when I follow His Word and, and imitate Him and be as He is... <clears throat> that means I love all peoples. I want all peoples to to uh, thrive and be healthy, come into the knowledge uh, of the saving grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and walk in the freedom that I have learned to walk in. There will never be a freedom in your life until you know Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. <laughs> and that is the truth. Because he said knowing him and knowing the truth of the word is what sets you free. Yes. And so <clears throat> I know that that uh, <laughs> the way the world talks, you know, you can't say anything 
I mean, anything you say, you're you're this or you're that or right. or whatever, you know. Right. Well, I'm not any of that. I'm a child of a living God. I'm a believing believer. I have the Holy Ghost. I have the truth of the Word, and I'm walking in that truth. Therefore, I'm walking in freedom and liberty. Amen. Hallelujah. And that's what God wants us to say. That's what He wants us to pray for our nation. Because our nation is a nation under God. Our nation is the only nation that was formed under God. And if it was formed under God, then it's going to continue under God because God's not going to let us go. (laughs) Hallelujah. We may let go of Him, but He didn't let go of us. Hallelujah. So we need to learn to walk as He is. And He is love and He operates in faith. Uh, you know, fear and torment immobilizes you. Makes you feel powerless. Makes you feel alone. And that's what has happened during this pandemic. You hear it all the time of people committing suicide, having to, they're in depression, they're having to be on all this medication. Why? Because fear came. It tormented them. It immobilized them. And the government separated us. And God didn't create us to be separated. He created us to work together and unite together and to be as one. (laughs) And you can't learn to walk as one if you're separated. So you can see how all these things are just lies of the devil and, and things that that uh, out here in the world because they don't know God they've bought into and they're operating in it. And I'm not saying that it's not real. Of course it's real, you know. Uh, any kind of sickness is real, but it doesn't mean it has to be in your life. It doesn't have a right to be in your life. And the only reason it's going to, the way it's going to come into your life is when you receive it. Right. And I don't receive it. <laughs> I receive the Word of God that's truth. And the Word of God says that Jesus bore everything for me on the cross. And, the, and then He was buried and He ra- was rose again. And when He rose again, hallelujah... <laughs> I can come to know Him. And He did every bore everything for me so I don't have to bear it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That's freedom, folks. That's freedom. That's not torment. Torment makes you victim, a victim. And we're not victims. Hallelujah. We're not alone. Uh, and even in, in, in the spirit of fear, you know, it creates indecision in people. They, they, they get to where they can't be decisive. They, uh, or they make the wrong decisions, which brings them back into more bondage and more suffering. But praise God for the Holy Spirit. God has given us power, and He said that His Spirit, the Holy Spirit, was stronger than any spirit in this earth. Hallelujah. So, if His Spirit lives in me, then I am not a victim. I am a victor. Because Jesus has already paid the price for me. Praise God. So, 
we have that perfect peace poured out into our life because Jesus is our peace. And we have that perfect uh, mind or sound mind because Jesus lives within us. Hallelujah. And He has set us free. And that, and that uh, sound mind comes from mature love. And in love there is no fear. Praise God. So we do have the mind of Christ. And we can apply the ways of God in our lives all the time. Making sound choices. Making the right choices. You know, the way it should be. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So applying the truth in our life determines whether we overcome fear or whether we're overcome by it. One of the two. Either we're overcoming it or it's overcoming us. And I choose to overcome it. Hallelujah. Oh, and what do I do? I make the declaration. First Timothy, right? One seven. I make the declaration of of over in John where I talked about the other scripture. What did we say? Perfect love casts out fear. First John four eighteen, right? And uh, so we 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 have to we. I guess I, I don't. I shouldn't say we have to, but we should want to flow in the things of God and what God is saying. What God is saying to us, because of the of 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 how He's operating and working and excuse me, working in our lives. I need to sit down a minute. Working in our lives. Amen. I, I can see him every day working in my life. The things he says to me, uh, the things that are happening around me that are not touching me. They're not affecting me whatsoever. Hallelujah. <laughs> and that's because of who God is. He is love. Hallelujah. I, I, uh, I, I, we have to stay focused. We have to stay focused. My, my, my. Focused, focused, focused. What do we say focused on? We stay focused on God. We stay focused on this Word. We stay focused of living in the Spirit. Praying in tongues, as we talked about last night, how important praying in tongues is and how it affects our lives. And, excuse me, continually declaring the Word of God continually praying in the Spirit so that He brings to our remembrance the things that we need to be speaking at this time. There's different things we need to speak at different times. But what do we need to be speaking and declaring now according to the Word of God? Ask the Lord. He'll tell you. (laughs) He will. He will tell you and He will help you in following it through in your life. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank God for that. I, uh, you know, I, I'm just grateful. I'm just grateful Amen. that I can make wise decisions and choices. That I have good judgment. Amen. That I do have self-control. Have you ever sat down with a good box of chocolates and there's all these different flavors, you know? There's caramel and there's coconut and there's 
chocolate mousse and all these good things and you think, ooh, I want this one and I want this one. Ooh, that sounds good. And next thing you know, you've eaten the whole box. (laughs) Why is that? Because you were yielding to the flesh. (laughs) And it looked so good. It was appealing to the eye. But if you listen to your spirit, your spirit, (laughs) if you listen to your spirit, then you won't allow yourself to do that because you have self-control. And I am the, I'm a good example of that. Last night I had, that they put, gave me some, some really nice chocolates. And I thought, oh, a piece of chocolate sounds good. So I sat down with my bottle of water and opened up that box and I said, oh, that looks good. Ooh, I wonder what this is. <laughs> and I took one with the caramel because I love caramel and I ate that and I said, oh, that is so good. And I looked again and I got another one. And I put it in my mouth I thought, wait a minute, okay, let's close this box up. (laughs) So I closed up the box and put it up. Two was more than enough. (laughs) But that's what you have to do. You have to think about what you're doing, why you're doing it, and make the right choice about that. I didn't need to be eating a whole box of chocolate at 10 o'clock at night. (laughs) I don't need to be doing that any time, but especially at 10 o'clock at night. (laughs) But anyway, um, but that just shows you how that you can, you know, I just came, I just came to myself and I thought, what am I doing? I don't, though we close this box up now. (laughs) So what do you do? You close up that which is tempting you and you continue on in the focus of how it should be of not being a glutton (laughs) because that's what it comes down to but it's a choice and you do have self-control and you can have self-control in your life as David told us a story about Brother Narvel (laughs) He loved coconut pie. He and my dad, they, coconut pie was their favorite. Anytime there's coconut pie around, they were, yes, that's what, that's what they say. And my dad said I, I was a close second. So, cause I, I don't know about that. I don't know about that, but I had to learn to make them because mother got to a point where she, she just, didn't care anything about cooking anymore. And Dad says, okay, you're going to have to make these. And I said, well, I'll make them, Dad. I just don't know if they're as good as Mother's. And he said, well, we'll, we'll just see. <laughs> so I don't know what. I think it was Thanksgiving, so I made him a coconut pie. They came over to the house, and I made him a coconut pie. And Praise God. He ate that piece, and he said, you know, you come in second with your mom for sure. <laughs> I said, well, thank you, Dad. I'm glad I... I live up to your expectations. <laughs> and my husband, of course, he's my buddy, he said later, he said, well, I think your pie was delicious. <laughs> I said, thank you, honey. <laughs> this is sticky. 
and everybody seemed to like it. There wasn't any left, so let's put it that way. <laughs> but you see how you can make choices. They're just everyday in everyday life, learning to live the life with the your life with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Being as imitator of God as you, who you are in Him, and you are love. Glory to God. <laughs> I love that. Oh, I forgot the normal story. That's right. Uh, and he said, the coconut pie, he said, my flesh said, ooh, I can eat three pieces of that. And he said, no, we're going to eat one piece. But if you're good, we might eat two. <laughs> So what does that mean, if you're good? It means that, I guess if that pie is good, we'll eat two pieces. <laughs> so he limited himself by one piece. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's a start, right? <laughs> oh, goodness. Aren't you thankful that we can enjoy enjoy ourselves in God? Praise God. But one of the things that my dad used to always teach us, he said, it's not about um, keeping yourself from having something you like. It's a matter of living a fasted life where you're continually making good choices in every area of your life. And... uh, my dad did that, not always, but majority of the time. That's what he did. You know, he made those choices that, that kept him in that fasted life. And I'll let you in on a little secret about my dad. He was not an exerciser. He did not exercise. <laughs> but the way he ate, which uh, was not always good because he traveled all the time, you know, and people fed him, you know. Good home-cooked food, you know, and they wanted to bless him, you know. But he learned, he did learn to not get himself so full where that he was miserable, you know. I mean, there are those times that that happens, but as a general rule, you know. And as a result, you know, he could have been a lot bigger than what he was. (laughs) If he didn't do that, if he hadn't done that, because he didn't exercise. He, he, he just didn't. And so, uh, but, uh, at the same time we can see how that we can help ourselves. And it's by the help of God, knowing who we are in God and by the Holy Spirit. Just as I shared with you Friday night about me and, and how God worked with me and showed me how to. And how he brought people in my life that helped me to do what I needed to do. And, and losing 85 pounds, you know. That's a lot. But thank God for it. I've not gained one pound of it back and I don't intend to. <laughs> but I have to do, as my dad taught us, I have to watch it. I have to live that fasted life and not be a glutton and just keep eating something because it's good even though you know you're full. But we can do this because we have a sound mind. So we can make good choices for ourselves. Amen? Glory to God. Excuse me. 
Thank you, Jesus. I'm just am grateful. So grateful. So thankful. And, and, and just, uh, uh, you know, sometimes I'm just astounded. Even all the things that God has done for me and all the things that I've gone through that he's with me and helped me, give me instruction, gave me wisdom. I'm still many times just astounded. Father God, you would do that for me. Thank you so much. Because yeah. he, he cares about you. He cares about the smallest thing in your life to the largest thing in your life. He does. And we just have to seek Him and hear from Him. Amen? And know that we're walking in that sound mind that He has given us through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. (laughs) Praise God. Can we just praise the Lord? Praise you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. And thank you for your goodness, for your greatness. Oh, Lord, for who you are. You are our Father God and you love us more than our minds can comprehend. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise the name of Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. 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 And may pronta, ha, mele kambrastia. Ala boko vlastili bestili beaha. I soon the lobacosuto lobaha, and I brush the lobate breast to the bay a bea go shoot to lobay a bea sobraya, and I son the lobacasia. Say the bezabaca, son the lobacomacasia. Say the becca fronchete le boho. Alla bacasite beha. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Solo loco brasta. Emeti brastu la baja. Elemoco vasata la baja si Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, there's one thing that I know the Spirit of the Lord wants me to do. I don't know if there's others, but I know there is one. And uh, he, he uses me like this many times. And the reason he does is because of the anointing that's within me and the yeah. gifts of graces that are within me. Amen. Uh, but... Um, I want to minister to your pastors. And the reason I do is because the Spirit of God said to, first of all. Amen. <laughs> and I want to be obedient. Amen. But another reason is because I'm aware that He wants to speak to them. And not only speak to them, but He wants to speak to them where their, their uh, family, their congregation can hear what the Spirit of God is saying about them and about this place yes. and what God intends. Amen. You know, God has a purpose for every vision. Yes. He doesn't give you a vision just to be giving you a vision. There's purpose with it. Right. So, um, I, I would like to minister to you. All right. Amen. If you'll just come up here and stand in front of me.
praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. And I heard the Spirit of the Lord say, I joined you together for several purposes. Thank you, Jesus. But the main purpose I joined you together was to cause you to move into a unity where that you are completing and complementing one unto the other with your gifts and your graces. Amen. So he's saying that as you learn to walk with one another, as you learn to uh, speak with one another, as you learn one another in your giftings and your graces, then you are to move and flow in that in unity. And in in that unity, you're going to see many things begin to happen. Not only in this place, because I have placed you in this place for a purpose. And that is for this community to come into the saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the anointing that is upon you, David, for that that evangelistic uh, anointing. Yes. As well as that pastoral anointing. Yes. Ah. You will see many come into the kingdom of God. Thank you, Jesus. Not just in other countries, but in this place. Yes. In this place. Because I have made it so. And it's my plan and my purpose. So expect it. Expect it. Amen. Expect it. Amen. They will come. They will come as you call them in. And they will come to know the saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ because you will teach them from the word about who Jesus is. Ha! And there will be even a stronger anointing Mm. come upon you as you begin to do this. And you'll be aware, oh, this is how I'm to do it, and I'm to do it boldly. Amen. Hallelujah. And in that boldness, you will see many, many, many Many coming to the kingdom oh, of God. God. You will see miracles. You'll be safe, see signs and wonders. Yes. And you, Scarlet. Ha 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 ha. Uh, the gifts and, uh, oh my, 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 my. The gifts and graces and anointings that are upon you and in you. There, there is that pastoral side of you that David does not have, but I've right. given to you. Yes. But I had joined you together mm. for them to work together yes. and meld together and come into unity together. Love and that. as you continue to walk forth in that fullness and Thank listen you, to me, you will see it begin to happen. Ha ha. And you will know how to help the people. You will know how to disciple the people that I bring into this place that come into the saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. So expect it. Expect it. Expect it. Expect it. I have given you knowledge. I have given you opportunity. And I have moved you into a place of complete victory. In every area of your life. Ha ha. All you have to do is obey. Receive in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. That strong anointing coming upon you. Residing within you. And you'll be aware as, as you begin to move in me of that anointing that come upon you this day. And you'll be aware that anointing is pushing you forward, causing you to be bold, and causing you to move forth in all that I have purpose and plan for this time and this place. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Whoa, my goodness, my goodness, my goodness. Hallelujah. 
get ready. Get ready, hallelujah, because it's coming. And listen, congregation, you need to be in, in agreement with them, in agreement with what God is saying. Because it's just not enough for them to obey God, but you, those that you, the view that He has called here to come along and help them uh, fulfill the vision of God, it's your place to pray for them, spirit, soul, and body. It's your place to hook up with them and help them walk in that which God has called them to, to see it begin to happen. You need to expect. Expect what God is saying to happen. Because God intends it. God intends it. (coughs) Excuse me. God intends for it to happen. Just as He has purposed and planned. (coughs) Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. What do we do? We rejoice. We lift our hands and we praise God. And we thank Him. We thank Him for ministering to us. We thank Him for bringing us instruction and understanding. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Praise you, Father. Praise you, Father. (laughs) Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. (laughs) It's there, David. It's there. It's there. I believe you feel that boldness rising up within you even now. Hallelujah. And you speak it forth. You speak forth that boldness. Hallelujah. You speak forth what God has said this day. Because that's His plan, His purpose, and it shall be. As you too move in it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. (laughs) Woo! Hallelujah. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. I just rejoice. I I get excited about what God's doing in other people, for other people, and seeing His plans and His purposes. Oh, my. His first and foremost plan is for us to bring people into the saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. And David has done that for many years all over the world. And in this country, true, but it's going to expand here in the U.S. It's going to expand here in the U.S. You expect it. Hallelujah. Expect it to happen. Expectancy. It keeps us speaking forth what God is saying, and and it happens. Ha, yes. Ha, 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 ha. Working together, working together, working together. Because <laughs> He placed you. He placed you together. He puts you together. That's evident. But at the same time, there was His plans and His purposes that far, goes far beyond just that. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. Oh, aren't you thankful God loves us so much? Aren't you thankful? I am. I'm so grateful and I'm so thankful. And I love him so much. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God is so good. And I I urge you, uh, congregation, to hear the voice of the Lord. Hear the voice of the Spirit. And how you pray for them. And how you, you serve them and help them fulfill the vision that God has for this place. He didn't give you this place just to give you a place. It was a be- it's a beautiful, 
facility. And it's a, it's a beautiful uh, thing the way it came about. Yes. Just, it's absolutely. And God did that. Yes. He did that Amen. for His plans and His purposes. Yes. So right. <laughs> oh my! And I, 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 I believe Cherie is just rejoicing in heaven. Yes. Rejoicing. Because her heart and her desire was to see the will of God continue in every area in this earth. And so uh, it's, not, it's not lost. <laughs> because God is still here. We're still serving God and we shall fulfill all that he is saying to us. Praise the Lord. Amen. And amen. And amen. Thank you again. I, I have enjoyed myself. I hope you have. Thank you for receiving me and the gifts and graces that God has given to me and allowing me to minister to you and fulfill my part of what I'm supposed to be doing for the kingdom of God. Amen. God bless you. Scarlett. Hallelujah. Let's give her a hand. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I already asked her if she'd come back. <laughs> she said yes. So praise the Lord. Amen. We love you. <laughs> yeah. David said she's coming five days next time. <laughs> this is way too short, right? <laughs> oh, that's right. We're just getting started. Praise the Lord. Well, thank you so much for coming this morning. We love you. We appreciate you.